Hello and welcome to Maggie's Running Podcast. I'm Maggie Cooper. This week has uh, felt a little bit like a, a recovery week, week and that's um, interesting because I've been reading a book about recovery and I'm going to give a little bit of a review on that book um, in a bit. But uh, when I say it's a recovery week, um, it's it sort of well, would would traditionally be the end of the athletics uh, track and field season and uh, thinking about starting of the um, cross-country season. Of course, at the moment, we're not racing. And unfortunately, last weekend, um, the road relays were called off. So, um, yeah, this week we've um, reduced our mileage a little bit. I'm down to 40 kilometres and it, it just feels like a holiday um, in comparison. It's quite funny. Um I started off the week with um, Naomi. I'm I'm helping with the school with the GCSE PE uh, with a middle distance group, and Naomi's in my in my group. She's my daughter, and um, I said to them, you know, you really need to get out and do a, do a run. So I dragged her out. Poor poor thing. Her and the dog. The dog fared better than Naomi, I have to say. Um, so we just did a couple of miles on on Monday, and then. Um, Tuesday I ran on the track but it was with the under 11 girls so again it it wasn't too stressful um, just running around at at their pace. Uh, It was quite an interesting session. Um, I think that uh, just doing them some some speed work even when you don't do um, necessarily as fast as you possibly can I still think it's really uh, beneficial. Um, Anyway yeah the under 11 girls they, 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 they did pretty well I was quite pleased with them. Then on um, Wednesday we went down to Arrow Park, um, which is a local park on the on the Wirral. It's kind of like a big country park with lots of trails and stuff like that. We kind of ran round the edge of it to some extent on some farm paths and stuff, um, and through the woods. It was quite quite cool actually. I've run around Arrow Park before, but uh, Aileen, who was kind of leading us, um, she seemed to know her way around much better than me and took us places such I've never been before, which ended up with some Strava segments. It was always a good thing when you get some Strava segments. Um, so um, yeah, we, we went pretty, pretty quick actually. It felt hard work for me. I don't know whether I was like suffering for some reason, but anyway, I, I, I did feel it was really hard work. Um, I felt that we were going pretty quick, even though the um, pace uh, wasn't uh, it wasn't really um, so so anything uh, special really, and then um, and yeah, I've done a f- couple of other relatively easy runs. I'm trying to find a path along um, this this brook that um, is not far from ho- uh, home. Um, I noticed one of the girls um, ran it um, when she was leading the the Wednesday group um, around Lisa the other the week. And I was like, oh, I didn't know that path existed. So I've um, been trying to find my way along it. It's not that it's difficult. I mean, it's sort of pretty obvious, really, where the path is. But I wanted to see if it, I can track it back to um, the uh, some, somewhere where I've, where I've run around before so that I can get back onto um, the road that leads kind of back to um, where uh, the area where I live. So um, I've sort of done it in little bits. Um, and, uh, yeah, today I, I ran that. It was really nice because it was in the sunshine. And it's just nice to be able to run somewhere that's not on the um, pavement, really, um, that's that's like near, a, you know, almost feels like you're in the countryside, even though I'm not really in the countryside. So anyway, so the, the, the mileage target this week is, oh, well, I say mileage, a kilometre target. Kilometage, is that a word? Um, anyway, the target this week is only 40, 40 kilometres. So it's really felt really nice, really, really easy. So, um, and yeah, and um, I guess not not too stressful. So last weekend I actually ran, well, I ended up running 20, 20 kilometres, just a little bit over 20 kilometres, because the thing was, 
Last week, my mileage target was actually 40k. But um, I thought that was really because we had the road relays at the weekend. But then the road relays didn't happen. So I was already below my mileage target because I'd taken it, relatively speaking, easy earlier in the week, thinking that we're going to have the race on Sunday. And then we didn't. So I thought, well, I was going to do this like long run. I really wanted to see, you know, how, how well I could go over a bit further than sort of normal 10 miles or whatever. And I went, say, nearly, well, so it was 12 or whatever, wasn't it, um, 20Ks, uh, something like that, 12 and a bit, maybe, miles. Um, and um, and it was really, it was interesting because it was really a bit too far. I really struggled, um, you know, that that, that day, um, the afternoon, I, I was, like, hungry. I couldn't work out what I needed to eat. It was just, um, it was just felt like it was just that little bit too much for me. And it was interesting because, like, last week I talked about the immune system. And it is interesting, actually, immediately after you've run or in those few hours after you've run, actually you are much more susceptible to infection because your, your immune system is kind of slightly suppressed for some, some reason. I'm sure I can find the science out at some other point. But you do have to be a little bit careful. And I did feel, oh, I know, I hope nobody breathes any germs on me. I guess, luckily, uh, we're all kind of locked down and I'm not going out and stuff, so there aren't that many germs um, going around apart from, from my own children who are coming back from school with snotty noses. But what can you do with kids, eh? Anyway, so in recovery is an interesting thing. And so um, I was very I was intrigued when I listened to a, a podcast uh, where they had the author of this um, book, um, Christy Ashwanden, on. And, and she talked about um, a little bit about recovery. So that's what I'm going to cover in the next segment. The book um, I'm going to give a little bit of a review on is called uh, Good to Go, How to Eat, Sleep and Rest Like a Champion. Now, um, this lady that wrote it, uh, Christy Ashwanda, she was really a, a Nordic skier. Uh, so that was kind of her sport, but she does running and she does cycling. So she's quite like a um, sporty kind of a person. Um, but she she's a um, basically is a scientist uh, at heart. That's what a degree is. I think it might have been biochemistry, but I, I don't, know, don't quote me on that. Um, but she um, really went into sort of writing um, sort of sports journalism or sports science journalism, something like that. Those, those types of articles that you probably get in Runner's World or something like that. But um, so, but she 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 was really she's really interested. She's really intrigued by the science of things. As I guess I, I think I probably get on really really well with her um, because similar interest. But um, she. Um, she probably like like me um, has been to those races when I was a kid or like when I was like 16 or 17 we used to go to these types of races where uh, there were beer races and uh, you'd you'd run your 5k or your five miles or whatever it was and then at the end you get a pint of beer well not as a 16 17 year I never I never actually drank the beer um, but um, you know that, that, that was the thing you know it was, it, there was maybe some local ale or whatever uh, they were trying to um, you know get you to drink or buy or whatever and um, you know that's what people would do they finish the race and they'd go down to the pub and they you know they'd drink some beer and and she 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 said she did that too you know so you know after the race relax with friends and stuff and they wondered whether beer was really a good recovery drink you know was it like um you know did it have those magical properties maybe like um some of these um sports drinks are supposed to have so she said you know what I'm going to investigate that. And she went to a friend who's a um, sports scientist and they basically set up a study where they um, they looked at whether 
beer um, helped recovery. Um, basically, it was it was done over the sort of a course of a weekend, and there, were, there was um, there were two groups, and they did some running, and then they um, and they drank one half drank of the group drank beer, half the other half drank placebo, which was like alcohol free beer, and then they did they did a tested the recovery, and then they they switched around and 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 did did it with. The, the other the group that drank the beer had the non beer and the um other way around so um so it's got sort of a crossover trial but um I'm not going to tell you the results because you can read the book. But what was interesting, though, what she said was it was really, really difficult to do the study. I mean, she she took part in it. And she said the problem really was how to measure recovery. How, how do you really measure that? They did this, um, which is kind of a, a sort of sports science uh, test that's you know, a, a kind of a standard test where you kind of run to exhaustion. I think you run on a treadmill and they sort of gradually um, speed the um, tread, treadmill up and and then you basically run until you can run no more. But really, was that a good measure of recovery or not? And she's basically suggested that it wasn't. It's kind of more like, you know, a test of your mental um, uh, endurance, I suppose, um, rather than whether you've recovered or not. Uh, and what is recovery? I mean, they, they, they took other measurements, you know, things like you know, your lactate or your um, I don't know, heart rate and all these different things. But it's actually quite difficult to quantify what is recovery. And and actually, that what is recovery is also a very good question because when we train hard, when one of the ways reasons why we train or we do say interval sessions or something like that is to sort of almost like stress your muscles, and that causes inflammation, and that inflammation causes pain, and that's why um, that's the sort of thing your people are trying to um, kind of get rid of. You know, you don't want to have be achy the next day. You don't want to be like my Naomi was uh, on um, this this morning after doing making her do that session um, yesterday afternoon in in the school for her PE when she wasn't really used to it. You don't want to wake up feeling like that. You want to have your muscles recovered, but actually that pain that is being caused that that uncomfortableness in that inflammation is your body repairing those muscles repairing those tiny tears that you created by doing that um, effort and making your muscles stronger and that's what makes you a better athlete that's why we train so actually do you really want to recover do you really want to suppress that inflammation um, by whatever recovery um, your um, method you're, you're, you're trying and that's quite an interesting thing because a lot of the supposed recovery uh, methods actually interfere with that process of inflammation, trying to reduce the inflammation one way or another. So um, so she, she talks about that in various ways. But what I love about this book, okay, is that she tries all these different techniques for recovery. There, are, there are, I mean, I don't know whether there are in the, in the UK, but in the US there seems to be there's like recovery centres and you can go and you can you can have like a infrared sauna or you can have a, you go into a flotation device and, you know, have it all um, all dark or you can have, um, you know, these different lights and you can have different things. There were, there were just, um, you can have massage, you can have um, just like so many different things. But there was this one thing with these boots. You can put on these boots um, and they're like compression type boots, I think. And it's like a sort of massage of your leg or something, I think, with the boots. It all sounds great. And, and that was one of the things that she, I really love about, the, about it is that <clears throat> she, she doesn't... So although she 
does um, question whether they aid recovery. She's actually quite uh, funny about it and basically say, "Oh, that, that was it was it was a really nice experience." You know, um, particularly she talks about the 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 flotation thing, which, as far as I can work out, as I remember, you go into some sort of um, almost like a cocoon type of thing, and it's got this wa- um, water. I think it's um, very high salt content, so you kind of float on this warm water, and then the lid comes down, and it's like dark inside, and you're kind of of like left in there for an hour and you know there's no stimulation at all and you're just floating on this um on this kind of salty water and as she said um she thought she would hate it but actually she loved it it was really interesting so um it was one I really really liked um which was um Tom Tom Brady's pajamas um now I didn't know who Tom Brady was I'm sorry he's a bit like the David Beckham of American football as far as I can work out um and he has these pajamas um and they're um and you can buy them they're really quite expensive but you can buy them and they have some sort of powder on the inside that's supposed to absorb your body heat and then reflect them back to you as infrared heat well I tell you for one thing I do not need these pajamas I am hot enough in bed without these pajamas. I got this mattress a couple of years ago, a new mattress, and um, it's so comfortable, really, really comfortable. But one of the problems with it is like it's so hot. It's like some sort of insulation in it. And I think that um, when my husband then uh, is is in, in bed, his heat seems to radiate through the mattress into me. So I kind of wake up in a, a mass of sweat. And actually, it was funny reading this thing about these blooming pyjamas of Tom Brady's, um, it made me think, you know what, um, I should wear one of those technical t-shirts in bed and that will wick away the sweat um, and I won't wake, wake up in a, in a, um, a wet sweat sh- uh, t-shirt every um, morning. And you know what, it worked and I probably had the best night's sleep forever. And sleep, as it happens, is probably the world's best recovery. If you can get enough sleep, then you are going to recover the fastest. And it seems that all these other methods of um, recovery probably um, don't really help you recover. But that's not that's not completely true. They might help you recover because they make you feel a bit better. And that might help relax you and that might help you to sleep better. And so it's all it's all good. But um, yeah, the um, sleep it seems is the is really the ultimate um, recovery medicine. So um, if you want to be a good athlete, then um, yeah, just concentrate on that. <laughs> concentrate on getting to bed at a good time and and not having to wake up too early. I think that um, a lot of my life I've had to get up quite early uh, or I've I've lost sleep children do not have children if you want to be a wonderful athlete because well that's not that's just joking joking partly, partly but really children you know when you have babies and, and stuff you don't you really miss out on sleep and I think it's quite difficult to um to really train uh, hard if you haven't had enough sleep. And that's what seems to be backed up by um, what um, Christy Eschwanden was saying in, in the book. One of the things which I found, though, particularly interesting, I mean, there are different chapters on different aspects of, of recovery. One was about supplements. And I think I'm, I might talk about supplements in, an, in another um, podcast um, because it's, I find it really, really interesting. As um, not just, I'm not just a scientist; I'm a pharmacist, and I work with clinical trials, and um, and so I know what goes into like testing a new medicine. And I was kind of really shocked to see how little of that sort of um, uh, I don't know integrity, I guess, um, goes into testing of um, supplements. And in fact, 
uh, uh, you, can, you, can, you can read what she says about it, but it seems that really hardly any of them, or maybe even none of them, actually seem to do that much good. Um, uh, it's, a, it's a massive industry. Um, very, very, very interesting. Um, so yeah, um, there's also, if you're really interested in the supplements, um, better than me um, giving a podcast, there's a really good um, podcast by, um, I think it's called The Science of Sport, um, the, yeah, I can't, I can't remember what the guy's name is, Ross, Ross something, can't remember now, um, I'll probably remember by the end, uh, <laughs> but anyway, there's a really, really good episode, I think it's called The Science of Sport, um, podcast, um, really, really good episode there on supplements and we should definitely listen to, but, um, Partnered with sleep is stress and life life stresses as well as the stress of training um, can really have a significant, a significant factor. I already spoke about children and um, that uh, partly uh, joking. Um, I think I once did a, uh, what do you call it, um, a blog. God, my poor brain is really suffering today. I did a blog one time. I think it, it's, I, it was something, I titled it something like How um, Children Ruined My uh, running or something like that. It was a kind of tongue-in-cheek uh, title, um, but really, um, you know, any stress from from life, whether it's from you know having to get up early, having to uh, having stress at work, having having to uh, deal with children, whatever, those can all impact on your on your ability to to recover and your ability to train. So um, I think that. Um, uh, I used to think that you know when when you do something like um, a park run, they give you like an age graded um, rating for 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 that, and that's based on your age and your your gender or whatever. So um, you know as you get older, <laughs> you kind of get a little bit more um, more points as it were, and and you get a higher higher percentage um, if you run the same speed as you get older. Um, but I always thought that was kind of a, they should have extra extra uh, points in there, extra percentages. Like you know, how many children do you have? There should be extra points for for that. And you know, did you, did you have to um, you know how far did you have to travel to work? You know, you know, was your commute long? Was um, you know uh, what other stresses you know uh, did you have on your your life? All those things kind of should be added in into your um, your age graded um, ratio. It should be a kind of a life graded ratio because um, those those things actually do really impact. And I remember that um i i also um ran a race it was in uh, the end of 2016 and i remember being very very stressed at work and and really not being very happy with my run i knew that i was able to run better but i was so stressed from my work situation that i couldn't uh, really run as well as i um as i wanted to and I was very, I just I really annoyed how that stress at work had, had impacted on my um, ability to to run. It was kind of like, it was almost like a double insult that I was already suffering stress at work. And then that was affecting my, my running, which was outside of work too. And I just sort of felt kind of quite aggrieved about, um, about that. So it does have an impact. And I was kind of, um, it was kind of nice to see, see that kind of backed up in, in, uh, prints that it wasn't just me who kind of thought thought like that. So um, get, trying to reduce life stresses um, will will really really help um, your your running. And I guess that, that that's quite difficult. And I think back to my my own um, sort of running career. And uh, so I not necessarily would would have changed things because you know it, life isn't all about running. I know that's a shock to the 
to hear that, but life isn't all about running. My life is also about the work that I do. And I say I had to get up early to do my work and my work was very rewarding, but my work was also very, very tiring. And I would often, um, you know, uh, sort of do, do my running and I'd get quite fit and then maybe I'd go down with some sort of illness and then I'd have to stop for a few and I wouldn't recover and then I um, once I recovered I'd start training again and I'd get fit again and then I'd get ill again and this whole cycle and looking back I'm, I'm sure that it was because there was there were so many stresses on my life um, and particularly you know the, the work that I was doing was it was enjoyable but it was also really really stressful and there was a lot of I had a lot of responsibility and I was on my feet a lot um, and it, I think that for me personally, I don't think that necessarily my my body is that resilient and I couldn't take all of that. And it's been interesting these last six months because we've had this lockdown situation and I haven't had to travel and I haven't had to be on my feet a lot. Um, and I have been able to train and I've been able to train really, really consistently. Um, and I've been able to, um, you know, I can see the improvement in my running. Um, but I don't know what will happen when I have to go back to to work and I have to start travelling again. I, I I just think that it's it's not. I'm not going to have this sort of situation again where I have this freedom to run sort of almost when, when I want to and um, and not have all those additional stresses. I mean, there are different stresses, aren't there, from being locked down, but um, or not being able to go out and not seeing friends and not being able to do other, some many other things. There are stresses of that, but. For me personally, those stresses aren't nearly as much as the stresses of, of traveling and the, the effect that that has on my on my body. So you kind of one of the sort of take home messages with the, with the book was really you have to um, listen to your own body and you have to you know uh, if you feel that you're tired or you're stressed then. Now cut back on the training a little bit um, because if you try and push through you can get into a situation where you're overtrained or uh, and your body really can't ha- uh, cope with it and then you you have what I had which is just like get ill and then you um, you have to sort of start start again and start again and start again and it becomes quite dispiriting after a while to have to keep um, starting again so um, really um, training consistency uh, consistently is a, a major um, plus if you can can find that happy balance um, in your life where you're training at that level where you're not under trained and you're not over trained then that's going to give you that consistency and that's when you're going to be most injury free you're going to be the most healthy and if you do have to stop for because you do get injured or you do get ill then don't try and come back to the, the same level of training where you where you stepped off Try and build it up gradually again. Don't don't rush to to be a, the same, um, doing the same amount of training, the same mileage or whatever as you were doing before, because that is almost certainly going to push you back into a, an injury or illness um, cycle again. And one thing um, towards the end of the book, which I really loved, really loved. I hate stretching. I really hate stretching. It's so so boring. And um, and I, and and, and there's this excellent. Thing. Um, it says the evidence from randomized studies suggests that muscle stretching, whether conducted before, after, or before and after exercise, does not produce clinically important reductions in delayed onset muscle soreness in healthy adults. Hooray, hooray, hooray! I don't have to stretch ever again, and so I am happy for this book that um, has told me that, <laughs> and so I will never feel guilty about missing out on stretching ever again. 
But no, it was um, it's a really interesting book. Definitely, definitely recommend it. And I will say it's really, really well written. It's it's so easy to read. It's very um, yeah. It's it's not too like not too detailed in the science, but there's enough science in there to satisfy some of that myself. Um, but lots and lots of evidence and makes you really think. And um, but it doesn't mean to say that all those um recovery things your recovery shakes or your um your stretching or your massage or whatever is is no good um but it's very much um for each individual to decide what what they find best and there's very much a big placebo effect in some of these things but hey placebos aren't so bad so um yeah i'm not sure what i'm going to be um talking about next next week but some some sort of science-based um sports science-based um article i will try and uh, find out and hopefully um you can join me um and listen to what i've got to share thanks for listening bye for now